Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Coast to Coast's podcast. Today's episode, we are going to be discussing how to choose your career and your rate in the Coast Guard. Because when we come out of boot camp, we're not going to be career non-rates. We want to have an assigned skill set and a specialty to grow in so that eventually when we leave the Coast Guard and move on to other employment opportunities outside the military, we have a desired skill to provide to that service that we've developed and grown significantly while we've been inside the Coast Guard. And there's plenty of career choices and offerings within the rates that are all very different from each other and have very different prospects the further you go down the road. So in today's episode, I want to cover some advantages and disadvantages of each. Now, we are going to do in-depth discussions of each of the rates with our guest speakers coming up in future episodes. However, this is just to give you a quick rundown of how to go about choosing which rate you would like to do. And I will include valid reasoning for why this is probably the biggest career decision you'll make in the Coast Guard because you are effectively deciding your career. And without further ado, let's start the episode. So while you were in boot camp, you were given a packet that gave little overviews similar to the GoCoastGuard.com overviews of what each rate does for a job. And I personally don't feel like that's nearly enough decision to make a career move based on a little blurb. It's just a very good introduction to say this is what we offer and this is the general overview of what this rate does for a job to give you in the mindset of thinking about what rate you would like to do. So when we're discussing choosing a rate, the saying goes, choose your rate, choose your fate. Because this is a huge decision. It's very hard to change rates once you've already been rated in the Coast Guard. And different people have different goals and accomplishments for what they want to get done. So some rates make more sense for uh, than they would for other people based on what your goals and accomplishments are. For instance, if you want to do four years, get your veterans benefits, get a GI Bill you're going to have a completely different mindset than someone who is potentially looking at making the Coast Guard a 20-year-plus career. And there's various reasonings for that. But I'll start off by saying, likely when you were at the recruiter's office, they mentioned that some rates have boot to A school. That's essentially you leave boot camp, go directly to A school, and you become a member of that rate. That's often because that rate is in critical need of people. And so when thinking about why is this rate a critical rate and others aren't, it's because there's a lack of people within that rate at the current time. And that's why they're offering boot to A school. No time is a non-rate. They're giving you plenty of bonuses. Some rates, I think CS is up to a $30,000 bonus. Same with operations specialists. So if you want to be a cook or you want to be an operations specialist, you can get up to $30,000 in bonuses, maybe EM, so electricians may, in electro- electronics technicians, the ET rate. Also give bonuses to go to schooling because they're very desperate for people at the moment. So when you're thinking about this, you don't want to just chase the money. Oh, there's this giant bonus I can get, $30,000. That's crazy amounts of money that just all of a sudden, you know, coming out of high school, that's insane. You've never had $30,000 before. And it's a very lucrative, attractive opportunity to be able to 
take one of these rates that, hey, I spend no time as an E3, so I start off at an E4 pay grade, and I also get this huge bonus, remember, 25% tax, so a $30,000 bonus is getting 25% tax, but you're still making over $20,000 going directly into your bank account. That's huge if you were just doing high school jobs and you barely were making any money getting by. It's incredible. So it's a very lucrative opportunity, but at the same time, you want to pick the job that you're going to be able to get the most fulfillment and enjoyment out of a career for you. And maybe some of those rates that are critically rated with those bonuses aren't for you because the rates that are critically rated are critical rates for a reason. Why can't they retain as many members as, say, the longer school rates such as storekeepers, uh, aviation maintenance technicians, or aviation electronics technicians have over a year wait to get into their schooling after the four-month requirement is a non-rate. So you have marine science technicians. The school is almost up to a two-year wait at this point. Health service technicians. So the HSs, their school is a year and a half wait. But a lot of these specialties, such as cutter rates, I would say, have shorter school wait times. So if you have interest in being a machinery technician on a cutter, the MK, then you will have a much shorter school wait time than those people that want to go those support rates. However, I would never base my decision about what rate I would like to go on how long the school is. I would never base it on that. And I would never base it on what bonuses the different rates offer. But that's me because my intention is to make a full career out of the Coast Guard. I don't want to do four years and be out. Some people that look at four years and out, if they are absolutely sure they want to do their four years, they may try to maximize their money opportunities while they're in the Coast Guard. And so that's why you have to look at the entire picture of what's your goal. A lot of people, they don't know whether they want to stay in the Coast Guard for a full 20 years. I, mean, I just joined the Coast Guard and I want to see how it goes and if I like it. Perfect opportunity to, if you're testing the waters out, I highly recommend, even if you do decide that you want to go to one of those rates that are offering the boot to A school and bonuses, you don't have to go to A school right off the bat. So if you're thinking, I want to be a CS, so I want to be a cook in the Coast Guard, but I'm not fully committed yet. I don't know whether that's going to be my career decision or not. You can elect not to do the boot to A school route, and you can go be a non-rate at a unit after boot camp. And if you decide then that you like the cooks, you get to shadow their jobs a little bit, and said, yes, I want to be a cook. That bonus is still there for you to take when you sign up for that A school. You just spend some time as a non-rate before going directly from boot camp to A school. And I personally think that is a very valuable thing to do is to not jump into something before you're fully ready for that job. So you should be a non-rate for a little while before deciding any career decisions because especially in the larger cutters, most rates, maybe not marine science technicians, they're mainly a shore rate, but most other rates will be on those whimsels or those national security cutters. And you can pick their brains and shadow their jobs. And there's nothing better than being able to shadow a job 
before you commit to uh, this is what I want to do for my career. You hear about a job and then you decide, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll make that my career. That's not nearly as strong an argument as, you know, I'm thinking I like this job, so I'm going to take some opportunities while I'm a non-rate, shadow it, see if I enjoy it, and then if I enjoy what they're doing, yes, I know firsthand that I have enjoyed doing this and I want to make this my job. So my number one advice for if you're deciding on what job you want to do in the Coast Guard is do not go boot camp to A school directly. It sounds lucrative at the recruiter's offices and you're making a huge bonus. You don't have to spend any time as a non-rate, which most people would agree that being a non-rate is probably the worst in the Coast Guard. But there's something worse than being a non-rate and that's being rated in a rate that you do not enjoy. And so you want to take your time as a non-rate to really pick a school that you want to go to. I know people, they have gone and been a non-rate, and then they decide, yes, I do want to go one of those critical rates. They get orders within a month, they go to school, and it's a very quick process. But they took the time to see that they like that job, and that's the job that they want to do in the Coast Guard. And that's night and day better than assuming you're going to like a job without ever stepping foot in that field beforehand. So that's my main promotion. Test the rates and see if you can shadow. They have TDY opportunities. So that's a temporary duty assignment to various units to be able to shadow them. So let's say you want to be a storekeeper and there's no storekeepers where you are at your small boat station. You can get a TDY for a couple weeks to go and shadow a storekeeper. See if you like doing what they do. A yeoman, same thing. Marine science technician, same thing. These rates that might not necessarily be directly at all of your units and as an operational unit, you can go and shadow those rates and determine for yourself, is this what I want to invest my time and career into? Because really that is the biggest investment you're making is your time to a job and you want to go to work and enjoy the job that you do every single day you go. And so... If you do end up sticking in the Coast Guard anyways, a 20-year career for being a non-rate for maximum school weight is two years right now. That's incredible because Marine Science Technician used to be a four-year at least wait. Same with Health Service Technician. Same with Storekeeper. Same with Yeoman. All these rates, you have to wait four years after you can put your name on the A school list to be able to get that job. And now, due to low recruitment numbers that we talked about earlier, you can put your name on these lists and be gone within six to eight months for these some of these support rates. Others, they're up to two years because recruitment is coming back, but it's still a great time to get your name on a short list relative to what they'd normally be. You're saving years and you're doing the job that you want to do. And that is what I'll keep stressing out is the by far the most important things that you pick the job that you want to do. Don't pick the job that gives you the biggest bonus or the quickest path to not being a non-rate because if you end up regretting that job, you're stuck in it. And it really does end up, some people that would have normally probably made a career out of the Coast Guard, they leave because they picked a job that wasn't for them. And all these rates are for somebody. Everyone will get enjoyment out of these rates. So what you got to figure out is just how do you want to go about this process in terms of 
making this rate your decision. So that was my number one advice is take your time to choose your rate that you want. Now, looking at the different various rates, we have operational and support rates. Operational rates are the ones that are taking a hit right now. Operational rates essentially mean the operators of the Coast Guard. We need all these rates to be a functioning Coast Guard, but the operational rates are the ones that are going out doing the operations. You're on the cutter. If you're in a buoy tender, you're the ones that are actually working the buoys, physically getting them out. If you're on the national security platforms, you're the ones being on the cutter going out. So those, you know, you have your bosun mates, your machinery technicians, electricians mates, and your electronics technicians. They have some operation specialists and bigger cutters. And all the you know, all those cutters will have cooks on them. So you have your cooks on your cutters, and some cutters have yeoman storekeepers on them. But those are mainly the majority of yeoman storekeepers are shoreside support units. So you got to decide also, am I picking a rate that my career is going to be on cutters? Because if you're picking a bosun mate job, your career is going to be driving boats, regardless if that's at a small boat station, doing time on a cutter, you're likely going to be doing both if you make a career as a bosun's mate. So as opposed to that, something like a health services technician you have a very good chance of having the majority of your time spent at landside units. So if you're planning on making a career out of sailing on cutters, you might not want to pick marine science technician because you're likely not going to be doing careers on a cutter. So do some research and you can watch the future videos as we get in depth about these rates again on which rates are shoreside, which rates are seagoing, and the bootcamp packet that you had will also tell you the percentage of each rate that goes shoreside versus land based on rank too. So E5 storekeepers have a greater chance of being on a cutter than E4 storekeepers because a lot of E5s have independent duty sections. So we'll get into the nuances and details of that in future episodes. But I just wanted to lay this one out very quickly because I know a lot of people coming out boot camp the Lumen decision is, oh, well now I just graduated boot camp. I got to think about what rate I want to be. And again, I'll stress one more time is take your time with the process, have fun with it, because once you make that decision, you're committing your career to it. And also you want to look at what's the job opportunity after I leave the Coast Guard. Because if I pick a certain rate, that doesn't have skills that translate into the civilian world in a variety of jobs, you're locking yourself into a rate of jobs that maybe you don't want to do when you get out of the Coast Guard. And the most important thing you can do while you're in the military is you can take your college courses. If you want to do a job that's not one of these specific ones, you have a different field you want to go into, take your college courses. But if you want to take your skills and have experience in a field, and transition those into something in the civilian industry at the same role. So let's say you want to be a marine inspector. You want to go and inspect commercial maritime ships after the Coast Guard. You're going to want to be a marine science technician because that's what marine science technicians do. They're the inspectors of the Coast Guard. If you want to be a logistics manager at a warehouse company such as Amazon, if you want to be a logistics manager at Amazon, you're going to want to look at being a storekeeper because that's what's going to transition in the civilian world of being a logistics manager at Amazon afterwards. 
So you want to have a forward-thinking mindset of when I pick this rate, I'm picking this rate knowing that I have an interest in this career field after the Coast Guard potentially too. As if you're in IT in the Coast Guard, there's plenty of job opportunities in IT after you leave the Coast Guard. So you're setting yourself up for a great future. You'll have a leg up being a veteran, having all this actual like practical real-world experience, not just in the books. And you'll set yourself up for a very nice job after you leave the military. That's why it's important to decide what job am I picking and is it going to transition well afterwards into the civilian world? Because I want to be an asset once I leave the service, whenever that day comes. If you're an asset, you're desired. And if you're desired, that makes you more marketable and you'll be primed to get a great job afterwards. So that's the second thing I would look at is what is the potential of this career after I leave the service. And you can do some good research on that. And I'll talk about in the future videos again about what people tend to do with the specific rates after they leave the Coast Guard. And we're going to be completely honest, unfiltered, and give you the complete assessment of what these rates do. Because certain rates, such as the gunner's mate, will have completely different job prospects and opportunities after the Coast Guard than the damage controlman would. So until the next time, I hope you've enjoyed this assessment of choosing the rates videos. And on the next podcast covering rate selection, we'll have guests and be more specific about this, starting from bottom up. So we'll start with semen and keep working our way up. But until then, thank you very much for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you the next time. Thanks. Mm-hmm.